Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Starla Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama by way of Glassboro, New Jersey. You know what? Right here on BlacksandRadio.com. What up, what up, what up, what up? It is um, a blessing to be back with you again. Um, feeling groovy, had a great week. Um, we're on our tour number 12 right now, and we'll be doing tour number 13 on September 1st. Um, it's just an amazing time. You know, I, I talk to people and I tell them, I say, you know, the opportunities that we are afforded in different places just look so different than the opportunities and the recognition for our ability and business savvy and skill sets. It just looks so different in this place. And, you know, I I just can't see myself. I just can't see myself coming back. <laughs> really, honestly, I just can't. I just love, I love being here in Panama. I love what I'm doing. Um, I love, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, all of the opportunities. And one of the things on our tour is that we show people amazing places to live, you know, show you how, you know, you can get into real estate if, you know, if that's what you're interested in doing, you know, the laws, the do's and the don'ts when it comes to, you know, making that transition. But for real, for real, y'all, when I tell you this from the bottom of my heart, selling you on real estate, it's just not my priority. I mean, I think it's a great investment. I think, I think Panama is a great investment. I think that one of the things I need to talk more honestly with you about is the fact that we are missing out on opportunities. You know, um, other people have been coming to foreign countries forever and, you know, seeing opportunities and seizing them. And guess what? They're still doing it. And our tour professional, um, Teo Jolly, he said it the other day um, to one of our groups. He was like, Charlotte is giving you an opportunity that I don't see nobody else offering you. You know, and he says that so many other tours that he does, it's just all white people. And it's like one or two black people. And that's and the white people are coming here and seizing the opportunities. And he said, you know, Charlotte is showing you a lot of stuff. And you really need to recognize that we are behind in this. We are behind in this. While we are like thinking about it, praying about it, asking people that ain't never been about it, you know, what to do, other people are taking those opportunities. And I have to agree with him because the people that were here a year ago, they're the people that are like, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. But by then, the whole situation has changed. You know, that property that they really liked is like, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars more than it was a year ago, or they're sold out, or just the, op the opportunities aren't the same. And I know that we need to be kept. We need to be careful, and we need to be mindful um, about the things that we do with regard to investments. But we do need to be able to seize opportunities. And when I just tell you, there's opportunities not just in Panama, but other opportunities internationally that we just need to step out and be bold, do our research and make that move. Bam. So that's my nugget for the day. Just, you know, get your mind right when it comes to 
enlarging your territory, you know, on this international space. So, okay. So with that, y'all, I am going to have on the show today, um, Jarek and Annette Drayden. And they are, you know, just some amazing folk that came on the Black Expats in Panama Cultural Relocation Tour number nine, that just like so many other people from other tours, we've stayed in touch. It's like we become family. And I just caught up with them and I, you know, I'm having them on the show just to talk about today, talk about their experience on the tour, you know, answering some questions that people have, have of me that I think that someone who has actually experienced the tour could answer them better for you. So I can't wait for y'all to meet them. Uh, they're amazing folk and they have just become some of my favorite, favorite people. Like, you know, Jarek is my thug brother, baby. And, you know, Annette, she bougie, but that's my boo. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm going to get them on the line so they can introduce themselves and, and tell you all about their journey from coming on the Black Expats in Panama Cultural Relocation Tour to now, where they are actually in the process of receiving their residency in Panama. It's an amazing time to be alive, okay? Don't forget what you heard, forget what they told you. It's an amazing time to be alive, and we just have to seize those opportunities. So y'all know, y'all know the deal. Just hang tight. Let me get them on the line. You are going to love them. This is Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama, by way of the last one in Jersey, right here on BlacksandRadio.com. Don't y'all go nowhere. Let me get them on the line. Jarek and Annette. How y'all doing? Yeah, we are. We're doing great. We're doing good. How about you? I'm glad to have you on the show. We're glad to be here. <laughs> you know, I, it was so... It was so wonderful meeting you guys. You were on, y'all were tour number nine, right? Yes. Y'all were beat tour number nine. And I tell you, some things about beat tour number nine. First of all, beat tour number nine was the first beat tour to give me gifts. Oh. That, yep, you were the first beat tour to give me gifts. Not only that, you were, you were tour number nine. But actually, what was it the anniversary tour? Was was it the anniversary tour where we had the big? We had everybody come for the last night. Yeah, yeah. That's real. So that was it. Was very special. It was very special meeting you guys, and um, and I think that uh, wow, I look like I'm crying. Um, I'm just so I'm just so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't even started. <laughs> I, I know. Look. But you know, you guys, you came, um, you came to the tour, and I can remember like initially, y'all kept missing the meetings. I mean, I never really communicated with y'all beforehand, and I was like, I don't think they really into it because, like, I was like, are they gonna show up? <laughs> and then y'all showed up, and so that that sparked the beginning of our amazing friendship that has um, grown since then. So welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you here. I appreciate you spending some time with me. And I just want you to introduce yourselves um, to our audience and just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your kids, and all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah. All right. Hi, I'm Annette Drayden. I am from Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, we currently reside in Cannondale, Texas, and we have, well, I have one bonus child, JT, who is 23 years old. Mm -hmm. And I'm Jared Drayton from Fort Worth, Texas as well. Um, yeah, we share a child, Jared Drayton Jr. Um, we have Zoe, our beloved dog. Uh -huh. <laughs> our fur baby. Uh huh. <laughs> so so um, Jared is 23. How old is Zoe? She is five. Okay. <laughs> okay. She'll be September the 4th. Oh, <laughs> I know. Don't you just love them? I want me. I want me a fur baby. I afraid I said no. So, oh, anyway, that, that's, that's another show. That's another show. So, okay, so y'all are both from Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. How long have you known each other? I didn't realize y'all were actually from the same place. Oh, we go deeper than that. Not only are we from the same city, we're actually from the same neighborhood. Lord of mercy. 2008 through his cousin. I'm so best friends with his and I met him through his cousin. Okay, so you met him through his cousin in 2008. Right. But mm -hmm. had y'all grown up in the same neighborhood? Yep. And didn't right know each other before that? Right around the corner from each other. But nope, never met. That's amazing. Did y'all didn't go to the same school? It did, but I'm a couple of years older than her, so... Well, she went to all the way through Dunbar. I switched over to a, a technical school. Okay, so what you're saying is, so while she was in the elementary school and then you <laughs> was in the high school, <laughs> when she was in, y'all went to the same schools, but like different decades. Yeah, that's it. I'll, I'll take that story. I'm in the cradle, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like that too much, but okay. You're going to make me out to be the pedophile. I told my husband, I said, you know what? Sometimes we be talking about stuff. I say, you know what? He talking about, you know, I was 18, you ready to go to college. And I said, you know what? I was nine. Shame <laughs> on you. At some point, you all just grown, right? But it's, when you look at it in some places, because he's like nine years older than me. So, okay, uh, I digress. I love those stories, how, like, you've been so close but never really came in contact. Then your friend introduced you in 2008, and y'all y'all just hit it off. You liked him from the beginning or that? No. No. <laughs> Why? Not even. <laughs> I don't know why I thought you was going to say that. Jarek, you had to work, didn't you? Um, yeah, yeah. We're going we're gonna to say I had to work. That's another episode. <laughs> That's going to take off. <laughs> you are the best. She's so, she's so straight. She's so straight. That's why she said me and you. She said me and you is thugs. Yeah. <laughs> she's so bougie. She's so bougie. That's what exactly she's bougie. Okay. So you guys, y'all met. Huh? I'm just a little more polished. Uh, well, you know what? That's what's nice. The opposite. You know, I'm just like a really, really, you know, hot head and 
Alfredo has really helped to balance me. You know, of mm -hmm. course, I'm not polished. Uh, I would never, never <laughs> that. But um, Alfredo, he ain't polished all the time. But he is mm -hmm. a little bit more conservative than, than yeah. I am. And I think that he is just more open-minded and much more empathetic. He's taught me to be more empathetic. You know, than 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 I used to be because I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean. So, anyway, so, so y'all met, y'all met. Finally, fate happened. Y'all met 2008, and so you yeah. grew up in Fort Worth. You have um, Jared Jr. and tell me what kind of work do y'all do now? So, oh, um, I'm an electrician by trade. Mm -hmm. but I will go to school for everything. So I decided to go to school. One of the schools was massage therapy, bartender, did I leave anything out? Uh, insurance adjuster. And the last school was real estate. Okay. And I enjoyed real estate so much that my wife decided to get her license as well. Wow. So you stuck with that, Jerry. I you, stuck stuck, with, you stuck with real estate for a while. I love that. I love lifelong learners. So then you <laughs> got your real estate license. That, that's what you are. You're you, you a serial student. Um, yes. So you got your like you got your license and you started you you started to work under somebody else and then you you all actually have you have your own brokerage or do you how does that work? No, we um we actually have a we work up under uh, a great team leader. Okay. In we the Fort Worth area. Local Realty Agency, which is our broker. Okay. Cool. So cool. It's, and it's, it's a local. It's, it's a local. I like that. Yeah, we are our own team. Okay. Yes. Uh, and you look, it's uh, Team Drayden. Team Drayden. Yes. I love it. So, okay, so you were doing it and then she decided to copy. <laughs> <laughs> Then she decided she was gonna be a copycat to try to and try to sell you out the business, right? Try to just sell you under the rug. So, 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 Annette, you started doing real estate. Yes. Um, once COVID hit, um, I was furloughed from my role as a project manager in the airline industry, mm -hmm. and I had an accident. So, because I couldn't do anything, I just decided to get my license to help JD out with the intention of being his uh, transaction coordinator. Okay. But instead of transaction coordinator, I just you know had to take it all over. <laughs> I, I know, I know, your little A personality just kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> it take over, did. didn't she, Jerry? Yes. You're like, okay, who's working for who? And it's exactly what it is. I am now her assistant. <laughs> well, you know what? Teamwork makes dream work. You know, makes yeah. dreams work. And, you know, sometimes, um, you know, we just bring different skills and natural talents to the table. And we just got to be willing to walk in them and shout. Period. So how long have y'all been doing that? Um, since what, 2000? I'll have my license in two years in November. Wow. So I'm 2017? And Jericho will probably be four years. He's two years ahead yeah. of me. 
And y'all are busy. Y'all are making it work. I mean, I see you and I follow you online. Congratulations on, you know, being such a major success. Because, you know, a lot of people, I had a friend that just got into it. And, um, you know, a lot of people are leery to work with brand new brokers. And so once you get a few deals under your belt, you know, then people start saying, girl, you know, she got me straight to devil. That's what you got to get. You got to get a few of them. Girl, she got me straight together. And then people are more like, more, more comfortable in dealing with mm -hmm. you. And I, I get that because it's a big deal, right? It's a big deal. It is. And it's like, it's look, a lot you, people be Most like, people. You, you a trainee. <laughs> That's, you know now, I, It'll be two years, but I can say I, I know my way around a contract. Most definitely. So what you do. We're all that. <laughs> I love it. Team Drayden. I love it. So, okay. So now Team Drayden has decided that you might like to re become Black expats in Panama. So oh, yeah. let's talk about how you made that decision. So you all, have you ever lived anywhere else other than um, Texas? Well, I was stationed in North Carolina uh, the military, mm -hmm. um, 82nd Airborne Infantry. And in doing that, we had to go to a lot of different places to train. Mm -hmm. And one of the trainings we had was jungle training in Panama. So, really? <laughs> this is a good place so, to train in the jungle. It not was the rainforest out here. It was the jungle and it was rainy season, but we got to spend a little time around civilians and I just fell in love with the country. Wow. The How long were you here, Jared? Around three months. Oh, wow. That but is cool. And during that time, I, I knew I had to come back. I knew that eventually this was going to be my home. Wow. You just felt it in your spirit. In your spirit. In my spirit. And deep, deep, deep down. Deep down. That is awesome. So what year was that? Around what year? Was it in the 90s? Or? That was around 92. Wow. That is awesome. So then after you did the jungle training in 92, you never, you hadn't been back to Panama up until recently. Until we did your tour. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So then, so what about, what about you, Miss Lady? Had you ever been to Panama before or did he have to convince you? Um, I had never come to Panama. Mm -hmm. He would always tell me, I have to take you to Panama. And I would say, I'm not going. I don't understand Spanish. I'm just not doing it. Get over it. <laughs> and of course, COVID comes around. We were going to come before COVID, but COVID hit. Yay, two years. I didn't have to deal with it. And yes. then for your tour in May, the month prior, April, he was literally feeling like, I got to do this tour. So I was like, okay, book it. So we probably booked that tour maybe three weeks before we came. Wow. Um, That's probably why y'all didn't have time to hop on the Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> that was his deal. So he was supposed to keep up with the date and time for the, the meeting greets for Black Expect. So, yes. And just being on the Facebook group um, also gave me a sense of 
comfort about, you know, making the trip to Panama because a lot of people will come in and say, I win, I enjoyed it, I loved it, I want to retire, I want to move. So I softened up a little bit and just told them, hey, let's book it. I got the plane tickets and we did the tour. So you found, so Jared found Black Expats in Panama. You found us on YouTube or uh, Facebook? Oh, that's a good one. I believe it was Facebook, but mm -hmm. before that, no, it was YouTube, but it was you on YouTube and you had a black hair Sister Locks. Sister Locks, yes. Locks for Locks Forever. My, that showed up first. Okay. And I saw you. And then I saw you on Black Expect. You see how things work? You see how that see how that does? Because you ain't even got no hair. <laughs> so sorry about that quick pause, um, guys, but so you found, so you actually found, why did you find me on the Heritage? Okay. I actually, before I receded a little bit, I had dreadlocks. Okay. So when I saw the locks forever, um, I love natural hair. I love yeah. women who have natural hair. It's like yeah. a natural beauty, right? Thank and you, brother. I don't think enough women encourage each other. So when Come I saw on now. Stay, stay right there. Just keep it right there. That's right. Preach. <laughs> I'm, so I mean, I'm, serious. I'm so glad to hear you say that, you know, because I think that black women need to be encouraged. And, you know, honestly, yeah. as doing black hair, unfortunately, doing black women's hair, you know, whose husbands supported the most initially, like with sister locks, some men come around to it. But you know who uh -huh. support this from the door? White yeah. husbands. White yeah. husbands. And, and black husbands are like, I don't know, why can't you get a perm, you know, and just like like the weaves and stuff. So thank you very much mm -hmm. for saying that. My husband likes natural hair too. And your yeah. wife is a beautiful natural. So, okay, go ahead. Thank <laughs> you. I agree. <laughs> so when I saw the, when I saw your show, I was like, oh, I like that. Oh, look at her. And I think that's when I was drawn to you. So then I started paying more attention to the sister locks. And then I moved on over and saw, oh, black expats in Panama. Oh, that's me. Oh, we got to get, I got to check this out. So that's I right, because you already had plans. I already had plans. Wow. <laughs> and everything. As I started to follow you more and more, everything started to come into fruition. It was like it was a God gift that, okay, things became easy. When I, the closer I started to move to you and the Black expats, things started to fall in line. Mm -hmm. So I kept going down that road. And once she found you, mm -hmm. it was a wrap. Wow. Then y'all said, she said, okay, okay, we can go. And then y'all showed up. Did y'all show up to dinner on time? I'm just curious. Yes, we <laughs> <was> did. Like, <laughs> it was there, and I'm like, oh, y'all the drinkers. Like, oh, so nice to meet you. That's interesting because the reason that happened, so I'm that 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 had to be destiny. You know, it is. I mean, most guys don't follow locks forever. And what happened was when 
you know, this Black Expats in Panama thing just took off like crazy. And initially I had a Locks Forever page and I just started, that was my YouTube page and I just put a video on there. And then yeah. next thing you know, it just had so much interest and things started happening on the Facebook page and just started making videos. But then I, fi I finally transitioned over. So people can actually find a lot about Black Expats on Panama, especially the earlier videos from Locks Forever. So I always yeah. just um, both of them. So, okay, so then you you said, okay, so that's a sign. We are definitely going. Yeah. Wow. And then you made that plan to go. And then I remember when, um, so when, when your wife came, y'all was talking about how hot it was in the city. Yes. It was too much for you in that. It was too much. One of the first things <laughs> I said between the heat and the drive, it is, I don't think I want to be in the city. <laughs> Yeah, not an option the city is beautiful though you know don't get me wrong but uh my ultimate goal is to experience panama outside of the city uh -huh. whatever that may be yes so when you came to panama and you came on the tour um did you think like before you came on the tour did you think i'm really gonna like the, the beach part. I'm really going to like the city part or the suburb part. And did that change once you got here? Okay. For me, mm -hmm. I automatically knew that I wanted to be in Boquete, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, was, that was my ultimate goal. I knew that because all I knew was it's cooler. Mm -hmm. And I hate to be, I hate to sweat all day long. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I need to be somewhere where it's going to be cool. I like to hear the water, but I don't go in the ocean. Okay. So that was my thing. Has it changed? Yes. But at the time, that was my initial pl uh, plans were to move to Boquete. So Boquete. So we don't go to Boquete. So how did you, so have you been yet? No. And... We're probably not going to go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably visit because I do want to see the other side of Panama. Yes. Uh, but when I came on the tour, I had no expectations other than I'm just going to Panama to see what this is about. Yeah. And immediately when we got here, even though language was, you know, an issue of mine because I don't, I do not speak Spanish. Right. Um, the people were still very nice. They were very nice. They spoke. They're very polite. So I just felt like once I got here, I could breathe. There was a sense of I could just breathe. Whereas in the United States, it's kind of a different, it's a different vibe and a different level of stress. It's the go, go, go. And when we got here, it was just like, no one's in a hurry. Everyone's enjoying life. And of course, we arrived on a holiday. So the city was pretty quiet, mm -hmm. um, but we found things to do. And it was just the first day with here was it was awesome. I have no not one complaint, even with me not being able to speak Spanish. Yeah, I mean and that is challenging, and and I think that you know when people say you know talking about the amazing things that I'm doing and everything, and I'm like y'all y'all are heroes and sheroes because I don't know that I would be courageous enough to step into a Spanish-speaking country by myself. And a lot of people come here by themselves don't speak no Spanish. I just think mm -hmm. that is like really, really bold and courageous because I don't, it's intimidating to me at times. Like, you know, Alfredo does so much for me. So it's almost like a hindrance. 
when you have somebody that can pick up the pieces all the time. So I had to put my own dry cleaning in today and like figure out how to communicate to the guy what to do with my payello. Cause that's right, you helped me get my get dressed with my payello. Payello. <laughs> and so I put that in the cleaners today because that's coming up. Um, you know, uh, Caribbean. And I was just so intimidated, like, oh God, I'm gonna have to go over here and communicate with them what I want done you know, make sure that I don't get, get it done wrong and mess it up. And I did okay. So, you know, I think every time that you accomplish something on your own, it's like encouraging. So mm-hmm. you came here and you were thinking, Boquete. So out of what you saw, you saw on the Black Expats and Panama Cultural Relocation Tours, we do the city, we do the suburbs, and we do the beaches, the main, um, the most popular beaches, which is the Coronado, Bogona areas. What did you think of those areas? And did you, were you both attracted to the same things or how did that? Well, let's back up a little bit. Okay, First back all, up. When you were saying that we're bold for being able to come down here by ourselves, we're not coming. By ourselves. It's because of you and this whole crew that you have together, this huge Facebook following that we communicate with people constantly. So we don't feel alone. We feel like we're going on an adventure, but it feels doable. Now, if I had just jumped up and decided, hey, let me run to uh, Panama, and I was by myself and didn't have you, then yeah, that would be an issue. But we have each other. We're all here together. So, yeah, we, we, we function well uh, amongst each other. If I need something, I can contact you. You can contact the attorneys. You can contact the, the realtors. And you can put things together. So we're not alone. And think about how many friends y'all made in that short time that, I mean, made real friends. I mean, you were here, you know, with, with the group for five days. And so many mm-hmm. of us, you know, stayed in touch. I mean, I think. I, we have we have been in constant touch um, yes. ever since we met. You know, even though y'all didn't hop on the <laughs> y'all didn't hop around. Y'all didn't y'all y'all was so starters. Well, in fairness, the first meeting I didn't know about, and when JD thought about it, he had Eastern and Standard Time incorrect. Uh-huh. And I we were also in the middle of getting a client to closing, so we could come on the trip. So I was wired to get all of that done. So that's how we end up kind of missing the last meeting. But it worked out because we're still friends with the crew from, you know, uh, group nine. And I talked to Andrea often. I talked to our, you know, group mom, Miss Eva. Miss Eva. Yes. So it worked out. We made it. (laughs) And not just that. You you, you made it and you brought someone from the group. um, Not just the members from group nine. Um, there are, there are just expats general that's on the Facebook page that whether they were in the group nine or any of the other groups, whether they're nine. just friends, yes. we've just become friends just through the connections that they have towards you. So that would be one of the reasons why I always called you Harriet. Oh, <laughs> that is so sweet. That is so sweet.
Hey everybody, it's your girl Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expat in Panama, and I'm coming to you today to make sure that you know about our new Black Expats in Panama community platform. That's right, our BEAT community platform, or BCP. That can be found at blackexpatsinpanama.net. Just click on that link that says, join the community. There you will find businesses, groups, as members, you'll be um, privy to events. You can have you can sell things with the classified um, section. You'll get exclusive information offering and interviews. You get discounts on Black Expats in Panama meetups and tours and ITA global um, events as well and so much more so go over there check out the membership see which one is right for you and let us know if you have any questions thank you like being in the military that I know that people in the military they say when you're in like a, a foreign place like Americans are so much more you know connected to each other it's like and you you kind of appreciate that you know camaraderie that you can build with people from your country do you think it's kind of that phenomena because this is amazing the relationships that we make well I think it's a lot of us are like-minded I mean, to leave the United States and to come to a, a foreign country because pretty much everyone pretty much feels the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, we all feel pretty much the same way about we got to we got to do something different. We, this isn't going to change. Instead of getting worse, we need to make the change for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to show others that, hey, you can make this change. You can make this move. So. Yeah, it, we're all like-minded, so we're all going to have, I think, a pretty strong camaraderie. I think so. I think so. And I think that we have that one thing in common, that mm-hmm. we are, like the sign behind me says, we are our ancestors' wildest dreams. And the reason that I like that theme, I don't know who came up with that slogan. I, I looked, but I couldn't find who came up with it because I would have gave him the credit. But mm-hmm. I think that for me, when you think about us going into other places, other countries, like we migrated in a big way from the South to the North for opportunities, right? Actually, we went from the South to the North. We still stayed within the same system. It was just handled and administered a little differently. You know what I'm saying? But that was one thing. And, but for us at this point to say, wow, we can go to a whole nother country and yeah. have an ID in our wallet that says we belong here and we can yeah. be here as long as we want to be here. That is powerful. It that is. is powerful. And not everybody can think that way. So I love what we're doing because I think that it when people like us see it, they'd be like, wow, you know, we're doing that. This is what we're doing, you know, and it's, yeah. and it's powerful. So yeah. So once you so once you got Miss Thang over here, and 
She and then she she liked it. She liked it. She enjoyed herself. I think that she enjoyed it and liked it a lot more than she thought. Did you like it a lot more than you thought too, Jared? Because when you came here, you were like working, even though you got to see the the locals. Was it completely different? It was. It was. I got to experience a lot more mm -hmm. of of different individuals who who live here who have engaged because when I came when I came we were pretty much on base mm -hmm. and so we got to see some locals but not many but the locals here are so kind mm -hmm. are so sweet are so mm -hmm. giving that it's just unreal the peace that they have mm -hmm. is just something that I want to aspire to have okay. so yeah, that's one of the reasons why I was like, okay, yeah, this is a good thing. It's it's time for us to get ready to start making our move. So, okay, but you were kind of moving in that direction anyway. But so when you got here, Annette, you know, what was it that put you that that stacked things on that side for you as well? And where of, of all the places that you saw, were you interested in Boquete as well or you were just like, whatever, that we going to Panama? So, Boguete, I had researched before we came. Mm -hmm. uh, my mind was made up that I don't, I don't think it was a place for us because it seemed to be more of these American communities. And my goal to when we come to Panama is to live amongst the locals. So, I just didn't think that would be the ideal place for us. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, we will still visit. Mm -hmm. um, just to say we've experienced it and we get an idea of what it's right, you know, it's actually like, because up until this point, I've just read reviews, yeah. but um, initially coming, I, I just kind of wrote it off <laughs> and he actually wanted to go. And when I realized it was like an eight hour drive or an hour flight, I was like, there's no way we're going to be able to fit this into this trip. So yeah. let's just focus on like expects and leave it at that this round. Yeah. And there's some people that want to go because we don't go there. You know, because ours is a five-day trip, and like you say, it's packed. You're like, okay, you know, we don't have no time, you know, really. It's just a lot of, it's kind of back-to-back -back stuff. Um, and I think that, unfortunately, I think that Boquete is getting a bad rap with Black people, okay, with Black expats or potential Black expats because of yeah. some of the activity there. And... But the interesting thing is, you know, like you said, you want to go and you want to see it. And I think you should, um, because, I mean, I I, I could tell you right now, I, I, I don't want to. OK, I, I, I just don't. Um, yeah. I am not into all the greenery. Y'all know you understand. <laughs> OK, we had one one of our I've got to interview them, Dana and Darren. Did you see that video? With the place they stayed in Boquete. They had to walk all these different steps in. It was, to me, it was spooky to get to their place. I would have been so freaked out by the time they got to open the door. I don't think I could have relaxed because it was just so much green. So in addition to it being so much green and the whole attitude that a lot of people have told me, 
that yeah. prevails there. I have heard stories of Confederate flags there. I have heard yeah. that they are trying to make English a primary language there. I, that is not confirmed. Now, the Confederate flags, the MAGA flags there, I've heard from firsthand, you know, that, yeah. that uh, who wants to leave the United States to do that? Yeah. Why, I, why, leave, why leave the United States to come somewhere else? But that's that colonial spirit, right? Yeah. That's colonialism at its finest. Wherever you go, you make it yours. Yeah. You put your flag in the ground, and now it is now the United States South. Well, the Confederate flag, I learned a long time ago that you don't fly a defeated flag. And mm -hmm. that was so interesting about the Confederate flag and how they want to keep that thing alive and actually bring it and bring it to somebody else's country. It's amazing yeah. to me. So I don't have that kind of, you know, I, I, I'm the whole nature thing and all that I'm not into and that either. So, okay, so you didn't do the Boquete thing yet. But you did get to see, um, Annette, you did get to see the suburbs and the, um, the city, the suburbs, and the beach. And so out of those areas that you got to see, what were you more attracted to? I think they were both equally the same with me. I, I mean, I like the idea of I can have someone live with me that does cleaning, cooking, <laughs> takes care of the house <laughs> that is that brought me a lot of joy <laughs> well i know so, you, was, you was dreaming of services <laughs> but that's and it was a, and you can provide someone a better you know better way of life and you know it, it can work so many ways they can teach me spanish i can teach you know whomever that person may be english the beach out in um um carnado it was not I actually enjoyed looking at the mountainside better than I did the beach side. Wow, okay. And it was cooler in the area, which is what I, I did enjoy. But we also, after the tour, did a, a, a visit into the mountains. Yeah. Um, I liked the valley better. The mountains was a little too high for me, but it was cooler. I do not want the heat. Yeah. So, again, it's one of those things. One of the things the tour did help visiting those places is it gave me an idea of, the city, the beach, the mountain area. So as I continue to research, I can connect the dots. Oh, this is similar to the beach or similar to what the city life is or the suburbs outside the city. So we'll find our way. We just have to get here first. Yeah. So, and, and, and since we're, we move in, we're pretty much going to probably rent a spot, uh, probably on the beach or somewhere close to the beach area. And then we'll visit out to, uh, thanks to your realtor, uh, Maria, mm -hmm. we'll be able to go out and check out uh, Altos del Maria, which is another area that has the mountains kind of like Boquete. So I'm not really giving up, I'm giving up Boquete, but I'm not giving up the climate, which is yes. the thing that drove me. So that's well, what I'm looking for. they have what they call microclimates here. Yes. You know, they have microclimates, and it, it's true. It is definitely, definitely true. And then it's like, even when, even when you're on like the Caribbean side versus the Pacific side, it's so different. Like, you know, we went to Isla Mame and you get to compare that beach to Coronado. There is yeah. no comparison. It's like, are we in the same world? <laughs> yeah. you know, so I like that in the sense that 
there's a lot for everybody. But you make a good point. You said, okay, I want something cooler. And I think that before Black expats in Panama came along and said, hey, have y'all thought about the suburbs or different areas? All you heard was Boquete. Boquete yes. and David, you know, or maybe yeah. Panama City. But all of these other alternative um, places to live, and if you like it cool, you talk to somebody or experienced realtor, and they say, okay, let me take you here. And this mm -hmm. is where you're going to get, you're going to be able to have that cooler temperature, but not be so far from the city. Yeah. Because the city is very alive. The city is very alive. The city is very, um, very, very, very active. And, and I like being able to come here easily. I'm not a city girl, so I don't yeah. want to live in the city. You know, well, actually, tell you the truth, let, let me let me back back up a little bit. I told my husband a long time ago, this is where we're going to be. I'm not moving unless our neighborhood just totally went to hell. Um, I'm, I don't want to move. You know, I like living a simple life here. You know, so much in the United States, we have had so much excess. We have had so much excess. We have had so big bills and you know it seemed like it was fine yeah but once you simplify your life yeah. you're like god you don't really need all of that you no. know we really don't we are just we just live such lives of excess i think um <laughs> as of just an american way a north american way and but now that i'm here i'm good I am yep. good. I am good. I don't want to go anywhere. We extended our home so that when we get old, we can we'll have a bedroom, a bathroom, and a way to go out to the um to the patio if we in a wheelchair. You know, we mm -hmm. got high doorways. I just want to grow old right there. And but lately, I ain't gonna lie. I am like right now I'm at Tourist Day Alba. And honest, guys, I could live here. Really? I, could, I really could live here. I wouldn't want to drive in the city or anything, but I feel comfortable here. I feel secure here. There's everything is like readily available to me. It's it's nice. I, I've really learned to appreciate the city more doing these tours. And some of these places that we show you in the city, the amenities are off the charts. Yeah, yeah, I can say some of the places that we have seen, yes. thanks to expats, the amenities, the things that they offer, the spas, the massage rooms, the gyms, I mean, all of this, Holy you dear. never have to leave your uh, condo. Mm -mm, you go upstairs, downstairs, everyone's there. Yes. Restaurants inside, everything is nice. I mean, everything is there. I, I've never I've never been to New York, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I can imagine a condo in New York. But what are those girls? The uh, the New York girls that's up there. Um, Sex in the city. Sex in the city. Oh. That's what I <laughs> when I see some of the condos that we have. That's no. what I think of when I see the city of Panama. How did you know what girls he was talking about? 
I thought he was talking about like, some band or something. I love Sex in the City. But they place, I mean, a lot of times the places in New York are so small. Yeah. They're so tiny. You know, it's like, I mean, space is such a commodity in New mm -hmm. York. But here, I mean, you actually have the opportunity to live in larger spaces, even though you're in high rises. And yeah. About living in Panama City that I really enjoy is the views. Yes. The views, how you can see the ocean during the day and those city lights at night is just amazing. I, I think, think that's the best of both worlds. And I've really kind of rethunk it. And I said, well, Al, I don't, I don't want to move. I don't ever want to move. Don't get it wrong. You know, because he's <laughs> So periodically talks about a bigger house and this and that. We don't need a bigger house. I don't want a bigger yeah. house. I don't. Mm -hmm. I, don't want a, I don't want a bigger house. I like I like having a bunch of extra money. I really do. I do. And that's and that's what it equates to. Like, well, why would you move to a foreign country to spend more money? I mean, I I mean, I guess if you just got a whole lot of money, but when you start talking about freedom in your life to just do the things that you want to do. If you are strapped with bills, that's not going to happen so easily. Moving into an international space like Panama, that is not the cheapest at all. You know, when you start talking about Central and South American countries, but it has so much to offer. And for what you pay in Panama, you get so much more than you would get for that same money in the United States in most cases, you know, and you can have you know, the 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 personal chef, the you know, the look what what watch and then start smiling. Look, she look. <laughs> you can have that personal chef. You can have that job. You can have that clean in person. If you yeah. have you can have that nanny. Just don't let her wear hot pants around your husband. <laughs> Cause they do that. They, you gotta watch them. to make that move and start your residency process. Yes. Yes, that, we have. <laughs> that is so exciting. Can you believe that you're doing that? No. Actually, when I started the pro, I started probably a little bit after we got home from Tour 9, and that was just gathering, you know, all the required paperwork. And first of all, speaking with the attorney, yes. um, gathering... Yeah, required paperwork and sending it off to the consulate, which ours was in Houston. Um, so you pay for all of that. They mail it back to you with the seals and it's 
been authenticated and then mailing it to the the attorney in Panama. Mm-hmm. And then once she received it, you have to do the wait period of them translating the documents. And right. the protest happened. So they kind of pushed us back a little, a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we got pushed back another week because we had to close, you know, we had to take our client, you know, through the closing process for their, their the purchase of their home. And so here we are. And today actually was the day we met with the attorney and finished some more paperwork. And hopefully we'll have our visas back uh, Monday. So did you actually go to immigration? Yeah. Not yet. Not That's okay. Okay. So once you get your papers back on Monday, then you can go and get your temporary ID. Yeah. That yeah. right yes. there is exciting. That is so <laughs> exciting. You're like, when you do that, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that I'm doing this. And mm-hmm. it, it's, it makes you feel like, it just makes you feel so proud. It does. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. and, and for me, you know, I am now a permanent uh, resident of Panama. And, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm on to my next. I'm addicted. Mm-hmm. I, it's like tattoos, I mean. <laughs> Give me an hour when people start getting tattoos, they get addicted. Well, I've never yeah. had a tattoo, but I daggone skippy. Got me an international residency and I'm addicted. So, you know, we're starting to do relocation all over the world. This this model that we've created in Panama. And I am looking for that second place. And what really brought that home for me too was that, you know, I may not need another one after that, but honestly, just like having options. Yes. I just like having options. And every time I look back at this sign, we are our ancestors' wildest dream. You know, the yep. fact that our ancestors had the fear for their life to cross the street. Yes. You know, the fact that our ancestors at some point had to have a green book to mm-hmm. drive in their own country, you know, yeah. to, to make sure that they stayed safe and they would have somewhere safe and clean to sleep and eat. You know, mm-hmm. and now we're saying, you know what? I think I like Panama. How about yeah. we look at that? You know, people looking at Mexico, people looking at Costa Rica, um, mm-hmm. Portugal is very popular you know, with black expats. I know that. I don't know much about Portugal. Was Peru, Colombia? It's, it's yeah, a lot. Colombia, Colombia. We'll be going to Colombia, so that that's true. Let me, hey, let me know when you go to Colombia. I want to go to Colombia too. We were going to Colombia uh, and it sold out. So we had a trip going to Colombia in like October 30th through November 4th. And it sold out about two months ago, I think. But we are going to Mexico. We are going Mm -hmm. to Nuevo Vallarta. And we're going to be there from November 11th through the 14th. And it's going to be a fun time, like a meet and greet. For black expats, you know, people that are considering being an expat in Mexico, want to meet people that are living there, want to meet other people that are thinking about living there. Some people might want to come and stay longer. Like there's new developments in in Nuevo Vallarta. Um, A lot of places are kind of getting overcrowded because Mexico is very popular. Um, And so I am looking at Mexico, Mexico's uh, residency track is pretty easy. Um, so we're looking at Mexico and I'm also looking at Colombia. So we will be in Mexico. So if you guys like, feel like hanging out, 
in November, you can definitely come because we're going to have a catamaran day and then we're going to have an all white party and we're going to have like informal, you know, meetups for people that want to learn about living there, you know, talk to realtors or people that are already living there and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's going to kind of be like a meet and greet, have some fun. And hey, what's it like living here kind of thing. So it's a soft relocation yeah. type thing. And of course, yeah. you know, we'll bring culture. So that's what we do. So let me see here. Did I miss anything? Huh? The Mexico thing sounds, sounds pretty fun. Yeah, think about it. I'm going to send y'all a link. Checking that out. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. Black expats in Panama. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so keyed into that. It's Black expats in Mexico. And what Mexico. we're sponsoring this trip through is Black expats worldwide because that is what that was what our vision was from the very beginning. So we'll be developing that, um, developing that soon. So as you're starting your process, congratulations! Um, I'm so happy just to think that you, we will be neighbors whenever you're ready. I'll keep the light on for you. And it was wonderful. But you know what made me think about those extra IDs too? The recent protests. Mm -hmm. The recent protests. I mean, like we I had Teal Jolly come on and talk about the history of protests in, in Panama and basically help break down exactly what is happening. But anything can happen. You know, who expected the US to be the mess that it is today? Who expected yeah. that we could really be living? through what we're living through in the U.S. where you actually have people that are mad because their, their president took classified documents to his crib, nuclear yeah. and everything like this, okay? And now he is, being, he is being held accountable and they are threatening the FBI. You better... What? What in the world... That I mean, well, we can't. Crazy. Out, we I was can't like, okay, they don't know the FBI will kill you. I mean, the FBI, the regular local cops, they like killing black and brown people. FBI, they don't give a damn. They will take you out. You understand? Come for them if you want to. So I hope that they do. I hope that they actively go for the FBI because they're about to learn it. Not only well, that, you see, I know what they're doing before you even do it. You think they didn't? You think the FBI didn't see what happened on January sixth, and they mad? Yes. yes, I promise you the FBI waiting on them. They learned. Yes. They learned yes. their lesson from the officers on January sixth. Now yes. they were assaulted. They waiting on that opportunity. They, I think they, I think they took that last fool out. That one that was in Ohio came for them. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he got the black treatment. No, you know, yeah. you got you got you got the black treatment, you know. Uh yeah, well, we're finna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> we're finna die. You know, yeah. and so but just the fact that we're so we're so messed up in the head, our psyche in the United States is so messed up that people actually think that's a doable situation. It's scary. Yeah. It really is. I mean that people are actually threatening civil war, you know, yeah. because you you elected a jackass, you know, who mm. absolutely just shamed this entire country. Um, and, mm. you know, I didn't mean to, excuse me, my bad. Let me, 
Let me really look and look look at Annette. Annette is like, okay, here go the thugs. <laughs> I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. <laughs> it's upsetting. And for me, you know, when I was in Florida, I was home recently because we still have a home in Florida. I made sure that I voted, you know, yes. uh, because Florida needs me. Um, yes. Absolutely. Yes, and, and, and when you're international, don't forget about the people back home that need you to do your civic duty. And if you are still a citizen of the United States with the residents there, you need to be voting. You know, yeah. and if you don't know how to do it, find out because it's important. Yeah. So and I still, appreciate y'all. Go ahead, Derek. Uh, our property in uh, in Kennedale, and we will make sure that we're going to be there to vote. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And there's groups. And I don't, I don't really post it about. I post about it on our Facebook group because I don't do politics there. But there is a group uh -huh. here in Panama that is Democrats in Panama, and they help people navigate how to get those things done, how to put in for absentee ballots, they keep up right. with the politics. Yeah, they do. And like I said, I'm a part of that group, but I follow, I follow my own rules, you know, and so I don't do, mm -hmm. I don't promote the group on the Facebook group because I don't do politics there. You know, yeah. you can do that on your personal pages. But tell me this, um, in parting, you know, what advice would you give people who are thinking about um, maybe relocating to Panama and who may be in a similar stage of the process that you are? My advice to anyone who's considering Panama is if you can afford to, I would consider the Black Expat Tour because prior to the tour, I had so many questions. You have, which are the typical questions, where to go, where to stay, what will I like, will I like the beach, will I like the city? And for me personally, me doing the Black Expat Tour answered those questions for me. Even though you don't stay a whole month, I was still able to digest just the feel of what the city life is, what the beach life is. So as I go back home and I start to research, I can connect dots and say, okay, this is similar to Carnado, or maybe this is somewhat like the city. So, or this is X amount of, you know, miles uh, from the city. So right. just doing the tour kind of gave me that, that blueprint I needed to say, okay, now let's look a little farther out and look at what that may look like and if that will work for us. Well, thank you. That that's, that's, that's good advice. <laughs> Thank you. Great. And I'm not just saying that, you know, I mean, I would just, when I came to Panama, I came to Panama because I was married to a Panamanian, you know, and, and so my experience was completely different. I never looked at a YouTube video. I never looked for a Facebook group, never thought, never even thought to do that. So your experience is different, but I think if I was coming in like you, I would feel like I would I would be happy to do this tour as well because it just sort of solidifies it for you. And I think the culture part and meeting like-minded and like people, you know, here yeah. is like, we don't want to exclude ourselves from Panamanians, but it's good to know that you got people waiting for you here that if you say, get my children out of here, they're going to know <laughs> you, you, you're doing a scene from Color Purple, right, Jerry? Yeah. 
<laughs> and I will even say, I won't call names because I know I'm going to miss some, but just there are quite a few people within the group themselves that I'm very thankful for their videos with that they share with their travels. And, you know, someone who's just moved to the city shares a lot of his videos with what it's like to live in the city, yeah. um, which we'll be reaching out to. If I have to get to Michael's restaurant one day this week, but yeah. just getting those videos, taking the time to look at those for anyone new, look at the videos because you, you can still get a sense of what it's like just from watching the videos because when you get the re the feedback is good but you don't really get it until you're here right what and, what makes and, someone else wild they make you say no <laughs> right and and you know something and, and and you're talking about thank you for you know the respect but you're talking about big will tv you know and black <laughs> to panama and i completely support him and i like that he has his own he has his own experience here, and that's what he shares. And I think that when Big Will first hit the scene, I mean, he's developed so much. And, you know, we do different things together. We do some different events and things like that together. So we support each other. Um, and I love that. I, you know me. I love it when we support each other. Now, you know, the other side is. But when me and Will, <laughs> we support each other. And Big Will, uh, Big Will TV, Blacks into um, Panama, as initially, he started talking about what it was like for him as a black man to yeah. leave the country. And I think that was a draw. And I think that he puts his videos together very well. And I enjoy watching them as well. So thank you very much for, you know, enjoying, enjoying Big Will. He usually stops in on our tours, too. So thank you. We were going to surprise him, but then you made a post. Oh! <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> And well, say, hey, not everybody could be surprised because y'all no. had me in shock. And <laughs> let me let me before we move on from you real quick. Now, when you were here, you was like, "Oh my God!" You know, Doctor Latham. Remember, you was like, "You know, Doctor Iris Latham." I want to meet him. Doctor like, yeah. Latham. I, I got another girl over here in love with you. She want to meet you. <laughs> And, um, and you know, I was mentioning to him, we did a live um, yes, just yesterday, and I was saying how you open your arms to them, you know, and how you and Jarek were able to go over to Taboga Island, and he greeted y'all, and you got to meet him. That was so cool, too. And so I think yeah. that added to, you know, just oh, yeah. And, yeah, that was nice <laughs> for the case for you. When I saw he was in Panama, oh yeah, we can go to Panama Bay. <laughs> that was really the reason. That was my why. Oh, he's in Panama. Oh, and you know, Charlotte, you know, you had a video and you had him on some pictures. Oh yeah, yes. we can definitely do this now. And he was very hot. I felt like a little groupie, but he was so hospitable. Yes. He had two students there that day. They invited us to stay to lunch. It was just like the highlight of my trip. Yes, yes. And and you ain't the only groupie because, you know, people just <laughs> love him. But, you know, for him to be 75, um, first of all, he he, run, he runs circles around me with the technology and mm -hmm. and he's just open. He's, he's, he's got, he's young at heart and he loves embracing people. So I, I thanked him for just being so, you know, hospital and humble hospitable and humble. Okay, so what what about what what parting advice do you have, Jerry? Oh, I'm simple. Uh 
come. Drop everything and come. <laughs> don't come up with excuses. Don't talk yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you have to do mm-hmm. to get here and escape the madness. It's never going away. It's never going to end. It's getting worse. Find mm-hmm. yourself an exit. Mm-hmm. Get an exit strategy and do it. Yes. The more you stay, the worse it's going to get. Yeah. Make live life for live life for your ancestors and live life for your kids. Mm-hmm. Let them see that they can actually do something mm-hmm. instead of just staying there and sucking it all up. Mm-hmm. And internalizing it because a lot a lot of us we don't even know until we go somewhere else that we are stressed the hell out. You don't know yes. until you actually I never forget my first experience with peace. Never forget it because that is just something you never forget. And I've been chasing it mm-hmm. ever since, you know, but until you experience <laughs> that. You don't know what you're missing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think it kind of yeah. is with, um, you know, with with international spaces, spaces for us, in like Panama. So, well, I'm happy to call you brother and sister. And I'm glad that you're in um, the Beat family. I love you guys. I thank you so much for um, just, just the support. I mean... Y'all, y'all are just, I mean, y'all, y'all was late to the Zoom meetings, but (laughs) (laughs) But y'all caught up and passed everybody else. So I love you. (laughs) Thank you so much for spending some time with me and congratulations on um, the process that you're going through right now. We love you too, Mother Roses. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Princess Charlotte. Um, thank you. That's right. That's we what they call you. me out there in Portobello. Right? They named me Princess when y'all was here, right? Wow. That's right. That was a special group. So I had to talk about Jared? that. Later. But thank you, guys. Thank you. And there you have it. Jarek and Annette Drayden. You know, I mean... I guess I just get tired of saying every time, like my guests are so amazing. And I think it might go back to what Jarek was saying about how, you know, people that he meets as far as in the expat community, he just feels like we have so much in common. And I think the thing that we have in common is that we're doing a new thing. And I think that we're doing a new thing. And when we sense the positive energy and just support coming from other people who are also doing that new thing, that it's energizing. It's energizing and it's empowering. And I just want to, you know, thank everybody in the Black expats in Panama community who has embraced, you know, people that are just coming into community into the community and um just the amazing things that we're doing together. It's like you know, um, just something very, very amazing. I want to thank the people, our our standard and our VIP members for the Black Expats in Panama community platform or BCP. You know, our standard members, our standard membership is $9.99 a month or $99 a year. Our VIP membership, which is loaded with benefits, 
is $19.99 a month for $200 a year or $199 a year. And I just want to um, let our VIP members know that if you have not received your authentic, original Black Expats in Panama baseball cap, then please do um, let us know because we have been probably trying to find your um, address or something like that that you don't have it yet. And also to make sure that you know that you are welcome to our Black Expats in Panama farewell dinner on our cultural relocation tours. Um, the last night, you just have to book in advance and it's free for VIP members. And also for our stand-up members, you are welcome too. So you just have to um, keep up with the date of the events. You know, we will have a limited number of um, free members that can come. And so you want to reserve early for those events and be able to see the folklore dancers and have the amazing food and meet some of the people that were on the tour. So don't miss out on all of the benefits that um, we are providing and continuing to add for you. We have decided to build this platform to make sure that you know how much we appreciate your support and we will continue to add value to your memberships as we go along. Thank you so much, Annette and um, Jared, for being on the show and just for being amazing supporters. Um, they have just absolutely become some very good friends and um, I'm just so happy that they will be my, my neighbors, you know, when they come to Panama. So as you know, one of the things I've been doing lately is just asking people, well, what was your favorite 70s or 80s song? And I asked Jarek, and it was tough because, you know, music was so good back then. I can relate. But he chose a song for he and Annette. And that song is Stevie Wonder's Ribbon in the Sky. So we are going to close the Stevie Wonder's Ribbon in the Sky. And guess what? It was one of my favorites. And I think it was the year that I graduated in 1982. Uh, Stevie was just amazing. And he still is amazing. And um, I hope that you enjoy it. You know something? Follow us everywhere. Keep up on all the events that we're doing. Girl, we're going to Mexico. We're going to Colombia. We are doing the thing. We are seeking out additional international opportunities. We are launching our Black Expats Worldwide. There's just so much happening. So just please uh, continue to follow us on Black Expats in Panama everywhere. And Black Expats in Panama underscore TM on Instagram. I love you. I love you. I love you. And there's just nothing you can do about it. This is Charlotte Van Horn. Black Expats in Panama by way of Glassboro, New Jersey, right here on BlackSipRadio.com. Peace and love, y'all. <laughs>